When it comes to your feet, eBay's got your back. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guaranteed, that means real experts are checking your sneakers. Every stitch down to the sole. They even smell them because nothing says fresh like the scent of real kicks. So kick back and relax. From the drop to your doorstep, eBay doesn't play games with your sneaker game. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay authenticity guaranteed. Visit ebay.com for terms. Without a ball, it's just a court. Without your spirit, it's only a game. So together with the fans, we bring our best. For your next pregame, let's share a twist on the classic, the Hennessy Margarita. A squeeze of fresh lime juice. And a bit of agave syrup. Top it off with some ice in the salsa rim. Mix it, shake it, pour. And enjoy the spirit of the NBA. Hennessy. Without your spirit, it's only a game. 21 and over only. Please drink responsibly. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. The Volume. Hey, y'all. It's so much to be thankful for. Family, friends, food, and NFL football all week long. DraftKings is keeping your Thanksgiving week full of action. New customers can bet just $5 on NFL action and get $150 in bonus bets. So download the DraftKings app. Use promo code CLUB520. No matter your appetite, it's live bets, parlays, whatever you do on your gambling site, we got it. All bets are welcome. And new customers can bet $5 on NFL Thanksgiving action and get up to $150 in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, official betting partner of the NFL. So make sure, please, please, please make sure you use the promo code CLUB520. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpdg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort. Must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com forward slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. All right, we back another episode of Club 520 Podcast. I'm the host. My name is DJ Wells. Special guest to my left. We're going to introduce her last, but to my far left, we got my dog, Bishop. Be here out the prairies, my nigga. How you was today? Cool, and Ashley, let's get to it. We got a music vet in this motherfucker today. Yeah, so you're going to have to listen to her opinion over yours today. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> to my right, my dog, he uh, will know about his music takes right now. Still, Young Nacho, Young T, how you what, man? Listen, I'm still rolling with... All right, Mike's the greatest. All right, I'm done. We ain't gonna worry about that. But my feet, 
Yeah, you know, some old school dunks. Man, they was about a dough, man. I, I hoop today in these, actually. My feet kind of hurt right now. I see why. Yeah. yeah that's crazy. You look at them old shoes, and niggas was probably geeked to, like, when they first dropped. Yeah. Like, when the dunks came out, niggas was geeked. But they was playing in Chuck, so that shit was an upgrade. Yeah, definitely. But, man, it's cool. It's whatever. Yeah. But to my left, you know what I'm saying? We got a legend from the city. Songwriter, Grammy winner, award-winning artist, Miss Tierra Thomas. How you doing today? Hey, what's up? Chilling. Appreciate great. you put up the five twenty. You said what? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Hey, we I'm appreciate excited. you being here. We already started the show with a fraud question. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, you're into music. What's one song that you was like, damn, I wish I had, or you was a part of, and then maybe like got switched up, or your dream song? Ooh, that's a good one. I gave you a whole bunch of options that you can't bow out of. Um, that I wish I was a part of. I want to say like some ratchet shit, but it's actually probably any Lauren Hill song from Miss Education of Lauren Hill. He's a big Lauren Hill fan to your left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we just I had a great Lauren. part about her. Yeah, shout Good out taste. To Good taste. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> probably anything that um I would have loved to work on anything on that project, but I was still such I was so young being influenced still at, during that point. So yeah. What was the ratchet song? Um, or the Ratchet Project? A Ratchet Project. Maybe some Migos shit. Early Migos. And, uh, you was in Atlanta for that. Yeah, I remember they was doing Pokemon and shit. But uh, <laughs> they had a song called Pokemon. I'll never forget it. Gotta Catch Them All, something like that. But it was, I've never heard that song in my life. It didn't come out. But, oh, damn. <laughs> nah, I was going to ask you, so was it like Lauren Hill from Sister Act that got you? Cause that's the only reason I like Lauren Hill because the sister act. No, it was like Lauren Hill, Lauren Hill. So the way I grew up, like I wasn't allowed to really listen to hip hop music. So the way I heard hip hop music was listening to my older brother's mixtapes and stuff. You know, that's why I just discovered like Three Six Mafia, mm. Biggie, Tupac, Project, like literally all mm. the. You Indianapolis for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six Mafia, you gotta be from that. Place. Yeah, yeah. Project Pat, shout out to DJ Black. Yeah, for sure. And so, um, yeah, I gravitated towards. Uh, I listen. I grew up on a lot of different type of music. I listen to music that people would be like, quote unquote, consider white people music. Um, and then also, I gravitated towards Lauren Hill just because I loved her tone, and um, like she had like this deep soulful voice and I wasn't used to hearing voices like that because usually the girls they sound like real girly and you know feminine and uh, so I loved her tone and I loved the fact that she played guitar and I wanted to learn how to play guitar so yeah that's why I gravitated towards her but then Sister Act though Sister Same Act is, is fire <clears throat> it's a fire movie for sure would you pay tickets for our concert? Uh, what I pay <laughs> tickets I, I would I would, uh... Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, see it. Listen, I've seen Lauren Hill before. It was for free, and she did show up. She was there. On time? Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. Nah, I don't think so. I don't think so, but um, I I'm definitely going to support Lauren Hill, like, forever, because she's been a huge inspiration to me. So, would I buy tickets? Yeah, I buy tickets to Lauren Hill. Maybe not super in advance, like you buy Beyonce <laughs> tickets super in advance, but, you know, I would, I would definitely buy tickets to see Lauren... If they weren't free. That's real. Yeah. yeah. I won't. 
Dang. Keep it a bean with you. I don't think she's going to show up. Dang. Yeah, she's just not trustworthy. <laughs> surely she re- reimbursing, though, if she don't want to show up. Surely. Yeah, that's out of pocket, though. Yeah, I'm going to need that black. If you know, that's like you get booked for a show and you just not pulling up and say, hey, I got y'all next time. That's yeah, crazy. that would be crazy. That's yeah. a little crazy. Favorite concert you ever been to? My favorite? Oh. Yeah, we can go to the line. Favorite concert here? Uh, that's a good one. Drake verse one. Just because they they, I'm a concert bull, so I've never seen a battle in a concert with two major artists like that. So that was different. T, I would say it would be between uh, Beyonce. I've seen her twice. Damn. Um, you paid for them high ass Drake, tickets. <laughs> I did. I did pay for those tickets. Damn. Uh, Drake, Drake was pretty amazing. I saw him in Houston and, uh, random experience. Um, oh, Coldplay. I fuck with that. Yeah, that I would have had to miss that, that shit one. was you fire. Was, you were in the bullshit though, was you? You was up in the... Nah, I was like backstate wool because her, um, she, I was just went on tour with her. Not even, I wasn't even performing. I just got on the tour bus just to go on tour with her and Coldplay. Oh, okay. So I would go to the shows. And that was like one of my favorite bands growing up. Uh, Because I told you I wasn't allowed to listen to rap music. So I was listening to bands and and shit. So I I was listening to Coldplay. So that that was amazing. Coldplay, Fall Out Boy. Those were dope concerts. See? I ain't go to no call out. What they call? Fall out boy. Fallout, yeah. <laughs> Cold <laughs> play, hot play. I ain't mess with them. He fuck with NSYNC. The best Ooh, concert I've been. That's hard. I did fuck with NSYNC. Me too. Yeah. Ain't that Justin Timberlake though? I get them in the Backstreet Boys mix up my fuck. Set trip. Yeah. Yeah. But I went to, I went to a Jay Z and Jeezy concert. That's probably my favorite concert ever. And then the Rod Wave concert was. Damn, that's right. Damn, that one was special, bro. Really? <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you, bro. Okay. Shout out to my dog, Hitty, bro. He took me to the Rahway concert. No, you took bro. us. I did take it on my phone. But okay. he, he inspired me <laughs> to go. And uh, I had a great time at Rahway. I was crying, happy all at one time. I ain't never. You ain't want to pop the stage? I ain't never been one depressed and excited at one time. I wanted to hate on that concert so bad. <laughs> I he, said, I don't know what emotion to have right now. He was like, I played for the Pacers. There's never been this many people here. No, the first of all, I ain't say it like that. <laughs> he I was said, yeah, that first it was a couple games. All right, when we was in the playoffs, it was like that. But then it got crazy in that motherfucker. But yeah, I I personally, now the Rod Wave, I've never been to a concert where a motherfucker sung word for word from the beginning to the end of somebody on stage. Yeah. Shout out to Beyonce. I swear, like, no disrespect, but that was just kind of different. Yeah. I think Rod Wave has that... Um, he has like this cult following. Like it's like you either love him. Yeah. He got people that really mess with him because he makes really deep emotional music. And yeah. so when you those are the kind of kind of people that's gonna buy tickets to the concert. They're not just like listening passively on Spotify or whatever. For sure. So yeah. What's sure, yours, DJ? Shit, the one that we was out together, that um that Drake, Nicki and Ross. And Bloomington. I mean I Drake, uh, Wayne, Wayne. Nicki and Ross and Bloomington. Ooh. Best concert I've ever been to. Fire. Yeah, that was fire. Rick Ross was there at the opener. And he just got yeah, up there with Rick a backdrop and open. just did the whole Teflon Don all the way through and got off stage. It was fire as fuck. That was homecoming, right? Mm-hmm. I remember that. I used to used to have the craziest homecoming performances. Oh yeah. Shout out to my nigga Shell. We was on that bus wildin'. Tell us more about that. Nah, it was, <laughs> it was, it was, we ain't talking about it, but shout out to my nigga <laughs> KY too. For sure. Yeah. 
The names start getting added in the stories. The shit gets nah, no smut, no smut. Niggas got situations. No smutty. But that was them like prime Nikki too. And like Nikki about to have an album come out next week and ain't nobody talking about it. She not. But in her prime. I mean, she is. Yeah, she has a prime. Uh, I used to love Nikki. I know that was my favorite girl in the world. I think she's I the best date rapper female of all time. Yeah, I, I want to talk so about too. her rap ability. Still. I, was, I, I think talking. so too. I think I people be. Teague. I was just keeping this in music. <laughs> people Damn, be trying to be shit on Nikki. Or not, man. I'm just like, <laughs> little horny horn horn over there. <laughs> I used to have a Nikki shirt with the little cheeks was out, but yeah, it's cool. <laughs> she's so unique. Mm-hmm. That's what you say. That's yeah. what you call she, She's so unique. Yeah, she is. She got a beautiful look. She's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And she, um, yeah, people be trying to shit on Nikki. I don't Ooh. like that. I don't yeah. think people don't try to shit on her club? how she look. It's the shit that comes with her. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the whole her husband, all that shit. It's kind of mm. like. How she married? Yeah. yeah. No, no disrespect, no my boy. Like, he going to DM you like he did Offset. Oh, uh, damn. Offset uh, I don't want no smoke, man. <laughs> I just, I think just that changed to me. Good. I feel like that changed you know. her career for real. Mm. Like when she got with him, and people started finding out like who he was and his mm. background. Really, kinda... honestly, on top of that, when she left Safari, she got different. Did you say he wrote her bars? Uh, yeah, some of it. <laughs> I don't think Safari. <laughs> he wrote contributed. I'm not gonna say he. She's talented, but he definitely contributed. I think people try to try to pin try to pin people against Nicki and other and other you know female rappers. Yeah, I think it was people... easy with Cardi. I think people do that when, like, you know, somebody else come out, especially with women, like, female artists. They try to, like, don't nobody ever see, like, somebody trying to pin Taylor Swift against, I don't know, another one of these white girls. That's the one girl, uh, Taylor Swift from Britney Spears don't ever, they, we don't yeah. know. That's a nasty versus. That's a, that's, but that's the black community. Yeah. Trying to discredit a motherfucker, trying to nitpick. Right, and act like it's only one person who can exist in that space. And so yeah. I feel like they really try to amp up that whole whatever. And that fucked up the music industry. It did. It like, really did. But how you feel about writing, though? Like, I know you, clearly, you look at it as you helping the artist become better or whatever, but, like, what's your take on writing? Do you prefer writing or performing? My take on writing? Um, yeah, I prefer performing. I don't really, like... So, like, I started writing by accident a little bit because, you know, I did the song with Wale, Bad, that people know. And um, I put that song on YouTube, like, as my my own song when I was in college. Mm-hmm. And um, it just so happened that Wale wanted to use that song for a single. So after, um, you know, Wale and I kind of fell out after that song, and then I went and signed a deal with Interscope. And it just like, I didn't love it there. I I feel like they wanted me to be on some, like I was on my stoner, like bad girl shit, right. acoustic shit. And I feel like they wanted me to be on like some, I don't know, a little bit more corny than like, mm. a little bit more corny than what I wanted to do. They didn't like the whole stoner shit because they didn't realize like a whole wave of that was about to come. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. And so um, I was kind of just trying to figure my life out while I was at Interscope. Uh, I put out a couple of projects. I put out a project that was kind of like different from what people knew me as on Mm. my acoustic raw shit. And um, so, yeah, I was just trying to figure it out. And in the meantime, I had gotten a new management company. And at the time, her was to hurt her wasn't even thought of 
her name her name was Gabby. Yeah. But mm-hmm. she wasn't even thought that name wasn't even thought of. She was like fifteen. What year is this? Uh I wanna say two thousand fifteen. Okay. Is that Rico? I was I signed with Rico. Yeah, through Interscope. Okay. Rico we go. Love. Yeah. Shout out to Rico. He fucked with the show. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Rico. Um uh, he's super talented writer, but I, I think I just think our chemistry, like we just didn't mix over there at the label. And as someone who he was a writer producer, I'm a writer producer. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I can understand. So uh, anyway, I, I met her, Gabby. She was like 15, and uh, we had the same management. And she was just kind of like she was fire. I saw her playing guitar and singing one day. She the first day I met her, she, I walked in the studio and she was in there playing like Aaliyah on the guitar, and I was like, "Damn, she's fire!" And um, I just love when artists are fire. Oh, yeah. Like I just be wanting other people to see them. I'm like, "Damn!" Like she, this little 15 year old girl, she got a tone like this. So I started writing music with her, and um, her shit just took off. And so that, like all that shit, all that her shit was just like kind of by accident. We just have a very organic uh, writing relationship. Okay. And so it just so happened that I just wrote all these songs with her. Like I was the last album that she put out, like I wrote maybe 11 songs on there with her. We would just, it would just be us two in the studio for hours just vibing out. Was you a part of Damage? Yeah. Yep. Damn, that's hard. Good shit, T. Damage, come through. That's my come through. I wrote come through when I was, I wrote come through like damn near six years ago. I was, I was like mad depressed at the time. And I was trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life. And I remember I was in the closet. Huh? I was literally inside of my closet. And um, in the dark, and I was mad depressed at this time in my life. And I was just trying to think of something cool. And um, somebody sent me this guitar loop for um, Come Through featuring Chris Brown. It didn't have Chris Brown on it at the time, obviously. But I just started coming up with this fly. Like, it was fly. They won't tell because they trying to live their best life, too. Yeah, so I was like, okay. Yeah, so I was like, that shit hard, but... At the time, like as an artist, sometimes when you do something, you don't know that it's dope. I mm. mean, like I knew that it was dope, but it's like had to see it through. Yeah, you don't be believing sometimes until like hella other people say, "Oh, this shit is fire." But when I heard it, when I did it, I was like, "That that's fire!" And I was like, "Yo, my pen's crazy." <laughs> and I that song, I just sat on that song for a long time. And then I was in the studio with her one day, and I was like, "Yo, listen to this song," and she was like, "That's fire." And uh, she wanted to cut it, and she cut the song. And then the the next time we we never talked about it again because we just be writing hella songs. So we never talked about the song again. But my manager came in the studio like two years later, and he was like, "Yo, I want y'all to hear something." He played the song, and it had Chris Brown on it. We didn't know how Chris Brown got on it. He was just on it, and so we were like, "Cool." So yeah. they just went with that. Shit, as he, the first the he heard that shit. Was like, "Yeah, I need that." Yeah, yeah, but um, I was gonna use that as one of my singles because, but. I felt like I sent it around to a couple of people. I sent it to my management and they were like, yeah, this is cool. But they weren't like hype. And I was just like, no, this shit is fire. Hold on. That ain't make you feel the way though? It did. It, I mean, um, that's how it be though. Like that's really how it be in the music industry. Like you might write some shit that's fire and somebody hear it and they be like, yeah, this is cool. And you kind of think, dang, maybe it's just cool. 
And then it come up a couple years later. And everybody confirms that the shit is fire. And then they like, oh, this is fire. But that's just how it be. Like, that's just the game. You'll know when you get it. It'll say eBay, authenticity, guarantee. You'll feel it. Because when it comes to your feet, eBay has your back. Maybe it's a head-turning pair of poor hooping or a hot new collab. Whatever you're after. When you cop on eBay, you can trust that your kicks will be checked by experts. Not just any expert. Sneaker experts who live and breathe the culture. Real people with real hands-on authentication experience. That's when Blue Checkmark represents on our listing. eBay Authenticity Guarantee, meaning every inch, stitch, sole, logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. So when you finally step into those grill kicks, you'll realize the feeling is unlike any other. And with eBay Authenticity Guarantee, the feeling of real is always within reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Without a ball, it's just a court. Without your spirit, it's only a game. So together with the fans, we bring our best. For your next pregame, let's share a twist on the classic, the Hennessy Margarita. A squeeze of fresh lime juice. And a bit of agave syrup. Top it off with some ice in the salsa rim. Mix it, shake it, pour. And enjoy the spirit of the NBA. Hennessy. Without your spirit, it's only a game. 21 and over only. Please drink responsibly. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. You know, it's crazy. If you think about it, every good song has got passed on. Everything yeah. has got passed on. Exactly. It's crazy that somebody made this fire, and this, it took the right person, the right circumstance to get to that. Exactly. But with you being a writer, I always wondered, like, you know, obviously in rap, Niggas is getting ridiculed if you write for somebody else's bars. Like, they they nothing on you. With it being 
R&B and that, uh, double genres of music where that's more welcome. With the, today's accessibility to put out your own music or like having different platforms to where you can be your own manager, your own label right now, everybody can hear your music go viral now. Would you have felt differently being a writer if you came out in this era? I think uh, I, I'm not, um, I don't regret like any, how anything went because I think my career like has worked out well. It wasn't how I Absolutely. expected, but it was like, oh, okay, it's not going to go that way, but okay, I, okay, that's cool. So I don't regret it. Um, I don't regret how anything went. And also what I do understand as a writer, as a singer-songwriter, is that sometimes you have a song and I, I wanted to, I wanted her to hear this song in particular come through. Um, I thought it would be a bigger song if she sang it. Yeah, that's right. And with the with the place that I was at in, in my career at the time, I thought it would be a bigger song if she sang it. Damn. And so now, um, yeah, um, now it's a different it's a different time in music. You don't need a label. You can mm -hmm. just personally hire all these people that the label hires because that's what they do. They just they hire social media mar marketers and all these different people and you know and artists can do that themselves independently now if you got the bread to do it so um definitely i've been doing a lot less writing for other artists um because I, I have a publishing deal so nice i get opportunities to they'll call me and be like yo you want to work with so-and-so and if i don't want to work with them i don't i don't work with them if i think they're dope if i like their voice if i like their vibe then i'm like okay cool um i'll go fuck with them but, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of stuff that I, I keep to myself. I keep to myself now. What was the biggest lesson you learned from that bad record, though? From bad? Those are, uh, bad was very, it was very interesting because um, I felt like I didn't, um, now... 10 years, more than 10 years later, a little bit more than 10 years later, I look back and I realize I didn't enjoy that moment. Like I, like an artist should enjoy their first song being on the radio. Right. I didn't enjoy it. Um, I think there was a lot of drama mm -hmm. surrounding the song. Um, I think maybe also coming from Indiana, I didn't know anything about the music industry exactly. at the time. I didn't know how anything worked. And so some things I may have like taken personally or mm. um, I just didn't understand until several years later. But um, I'm happy that uh, that the song turned out the way it did, that it was my song and then um, Wale ended up using it as his song. I know during that time when Wale was with Atlantic, I don't even know if I'm supposed to say this, but I mean, it's just the facts. All I can do is just say the facts. Um, they At the time, it wasn't popular to have an unsigned artist on your song. Mm, now, any type of artist, you don't have to be signed. You can, you know, be on the radio. Nobody, you know, nobody cares. But at the time, they were... This song that it was was already on my YouTube for like you know two years maybe, they were trying to find somebody else to sing it. And um, the hook, so they was they I heard you know, 
I heard Kelly Rowland's name thrown out there. I heard Cassie's name thrown out there. Um, but uh, initially, it was my voice that stayed on the song because I, you know, wrote and co-produced the song. So good shit. Um, that publishing money. Yeah, and then you know, as as you know, the the bad remix came out with Rihanna, and that's that's what I really didn't understand at the time was owning publishing on a song. And then having an artist as big as Rihanna mm-hmm. sing your song. Like when that shit first came out and I first heard Rihanna was on that joint, I was like, hold on. <laughs> was you offended or was you <clears throat> like, ah, shit, it's lit? Nah, I was, I was salty. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Here's, here's, uh, that's that's I was, real. Yeah, I was salty because um, it wasn't long lived. Here's the thing. I'm a Rihanna fan. Mm. That's who I listened to in college. I had a, a haircut that re- was inspired by Rihanna. Like Rihanna albums, like I will mm. still say to this day, out of all singers, I think Rihanna has the most well put together albums. Um, What's your favorite album? Uh, maybe Anti. Yeah. Because she just be having everything on that joint. That's like what- she going to cover all the all the bases. And so mm-hmm. I was just, I was very inspired by Rihanna. I loved Rihanna. And uh, so when she sang my song, all I saw was online, like as somebody who's like a nobody from Indiana, and then you get online and you hear all these people talking, like you just not, I wasn't prepared for that. You mm-hmm. know, and they were like, oh, Rihanna stole your song and blah, blah, blah. I was like, what the heck? And uh, I know me and, me and Wale were beefing at the time. And so he had called me maybe like, a couple of days before that song came out. And I, you know, he's trying to clean it up a little bit because you know that remix was about to come out. He was like, basically they was in a club. Wale had a section in the club. Rihanna had a section in the club. And Rihanna was like, the bag came on and Rihanna was like, I want to sing that song. And uh, so he was like, yo, come, you know, come sing the remix. And uh, so yeah, when a joint came out, I heard it when everybody else heard it. And I was like, damn, Rihanna on my song. And I was salty at the time. And I, I think I was just salty because, um, you know, we, me and Wale were beefing. And mm-hmm. I felt like it was something behind that. You know, the reason why Rihanna was on the song. He was trying to blow that bitch up. Yeah. yeah. And then when I saw that the the song actually blew up because yeah. Rihanna was on a joint, I was like, and I st- still own the song. Mm-hmm. I was like, hold on now. Yeah, I was like, now who else can we get on the song? Does Taylor Taylor Swift want to get a verse? Yeah, who else? Yeah, who else want to get a verse on the song? (laughs) Yeah, so when I when I realized like really how that worked, and then actually really once I like kind of stepped out of my ego and listened to the song, I was like, yo, Rihanna singing a joint just like me. She didn't switch up how like she sang that like me. She like how I sing it. Yeah, and uh, That's so, and so uh, yeah, and so I was like, and, and also this is one of my favorite artists at the time. So. I was like, yeah, that's that's actually pretty dope. And so um, and it worked out for me. And still, like the original of Bad is the original. And, you know, I think that's the version that people gravitate towards. Although, um, you know, Rihanna sang the remix. So that's pretty cool that I have a Rihanna writing credit under under my belt. No, that's hard. I've, Shout yeah. out to your pen, straight up. No, that's fine. Yeah. Like you said, you getting used to the business acclimate of doing something that you love. It's a hell of a switch up because 
Wale probably in some instances was just kind of like, this is business. And then you realize, oh, a lot of people get in these situations to where, oh, this is normal. Kind of like how we did with podcasting. We thought once we got to a point, you know, business kind of picked up. We thought things would go a little bit different. They were a little bit drawn out. But like to see all his fire reels that we didn't have on YouTube doing like millions of views. Uh -huh. we just like, oh, we made that. Fire. Made shit from it. Yeah. <laughs> but it looks cool. Yeah. It I mean, it, it's really about, it's really about, um discovery people just mm -hmm. dis people discovering and sometimes like not all the time but sometimes like that that should be really that was good marketing for it's you. the best publicity it was it, was it really was for you. it really was and that put you in different rooms for real because now motherfuckers want to know who really behind the song and the only thing is like i i would you ask me what my my biggest take lesson from that yeah. i wish i would have like taken advantage of that more yeah. instead of realizing like you know, nowadays, some people, like, they like the, even whether it's positive attention or negative attention. Like, I took the negative attention and I, like, I took it personal. Yeah. When really, because I didn't know at the time, like, yo, you better use this as an opportunity to um, catapult yourself. And, like, yeah, you know, you know fuck this. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, um, I think that's one thing that I wish I would have done better but i was young very young at the time like mm -hmm. i said from indiana i don't know anything about the industry so i wish i just would have uh you know and you had nobody really guide you through. Uh, yeah i didn't have anybody to guide me yeah, it was yeah. literally yeah you and him straighten out all right yeah so he he hit up my or his people hit up my people like a couple weeks ago i did a show i did a song on victoria victoria monet's tour oh, i sang that why. and uh my manager hit me up and was like, yo, Wale said he wants you to come to D.C. and do uh, do bad. So I did that like two weeks ago. And that's the first time I saw Wale in like several years. Shout out to y'all. Uh, ten plus years. And yeah. the first, definitely the first time I performed it with them in like ten plus years. So that was cool. That's uh, a good energy. That's fire. I mean, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Y'all got that back right. I got to ask you, what was your favorite concert that you performed at? Like your favorite setting that you've done. Like I know you've been on a lot of different stages. What's your most memorable one? Hmm. My most memorable. I don't know. I think all this shit's been pretty fun. I was on. I think it's cool that I mean I was on tour with Pusha T, and that was so random. But De definitely. Yeah, that that was fire. It was Pusha T and Bia before Bia like really got cracking. Was, cracking. was he selling coke on the tour? Nah, <laughs> yes no. not that I know okay. of. Pusha T, shit. Nah, he wasn't. He was mad cool, but That's I was a cold following right there. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I agree. Like I respect Push. Yeah, I do. I, I fuck with Pusha T, but man, yeah. if I hear one more coke verse, I'm gonna go crazy. We need it, but yeah, I was on tour with Pusha T, and, and that shit was cool. Cause like I was on a rap concert and like that was that was fire, and um, I thought being on tour with her was pretty fun. That's when I got to travel the world. I had never left the country and never had a passport, so I was like bouncing. I was in Germany. I was in Paris. I was in. Oh, I was going. So that shit was crazy. That's fire. Um. So yeah, that was fun too. Just traveling and just experiencing life. So um, it's just cool to be in different countries and shit. And people be singing your songs. They don't even speak English that well, but they be knowing the, the words to your songs. Yep. So um, I don't know. I just I like being on stage. I like performing. I'm looking forward to getting back to that. Okay. Don't turn into Lauren Hill. goddammit. it. Nah. <laughs> you gotta pull up. She's talking about she your inspiration. <laughs> she was on time today though. <laughs> nah, nah, yeah. I was a little bit more. late today, but um oh, nah, I'm usually straight. yeah, I'm usually like very yeah, I'm punctual. Like I try to be professional, you know. I haven't had I had like 
one media training back in 2013, but I be tr- I'm a communications major, so like I be trying to like you know. Are you sure? I was just fucking with you. Yeah. <laughs> Professional <laughs> joint. Your last training was in 2013. You might want to get the updated manual. I know. It's a little bit different no, now. I don't. Some things you can't say that you can say back then. I realize that. I realize that, but um. It's cool, yeah. I just I might have to put out there, y'all. I don't got no media training. It's just me. It's just me and my thoughts. Nah, for sure. Yeah. Nah, you said you was a basketball fan before we got on the show. Before yeah. we got on air. I like basketball. Yeah, you told me your cousin was Isaiah Thomas. We ain't, Isaiah Thomas got a little history, man. He cussed me out one day. I, I, I heard. Um, <laughs> you said you was trash and you said he was trash? Yeah, we had a little back and forth. Yeah. Um, that is my cousin. Uh, so I discovered this... Um, so my grandma and granddaddy had 20 kids together. God damn. Shout out to the Lenny Jaya. Yeah. yeah. 20 is old, dude. Right? Yeah, so my, my daddy... <laughs> yeah, I think my daddy is number 17. <laughs> and my daddy's brother, my Uncle Jimmy, is... Um, so my Uncle Jimmy, my daddy's brother, his son is Keith, Isaiah's daddy. Gotcha. And uh, so anyway, I knew Isaiah was my cousin when he played for the Sacramento Kings. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like, that's your cousin. He plays professional basketball, whatever, blah, 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 blah. I was like, oh, cool. So, um, yes, I'm a basketball fan. I like basketball. I used to, I used to play. Uh, what did you play? I played point, as you can see. Oh, was you nice? I mean. Or was you getting dragged? <laughs> listen, it was a long, listen, it was a long time. I can shoot, okay? Oh, damn. Hey, I'm going to tell you that. Can shoot. I'll give you that. I can shoot. I can shoot. I got bad knees at this point and ankles. Me and you both. That might be your other cousin. <laughs> yeah, I got... <laughs> that nigga over there might be... <laughs> that might be kid folk there. <laughs> I got to look up the lineage. <laughs> Maybe. I'm going to do my Ancestry.com. But, when you uh, stop hooping? Um, I stopped hooping. I gave up my hoop dreams for show choir. When I realized, I mean, because it was girls that was hooping. Like, you can tell they was, like, playing with niggas growing up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Shout like they was, Bass. Yeah, yeah, they was hooping like that. And so um, when I realized I liked music and I was very invested in music, then I started doing show choir, track. You know, I ran track. Um, okay. I got dusted in track a little bit, though. <laughs> I wasn't slow I wasn't slow but um, you know them girls that just be having a when you be on a um, what you call it, when you be on a starting line and you about to uh, you in the starting blocks or whatever yeah. I could just tell you know them bitches they had they <laughs> thighs was just big yeah they had a fight for their life yeah they did they thighs was big and they was just like woof they had me in the sprints too you know uh, like so 100 meters going for fun they were serious yeah they yeah. were serious they was trying to get the college dudes out there playing yeah they were serious like the girls they was they was wearing Jordans and, <laughs> on the track yeah they weren't trying to win and they went no but they weren't they playing the they, they, yeah they weren't playing you were some bitches from Ripple yeah. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was I was I was they had to go to Northwest that's my lady it's yeah. it's a, it's a, no. <laughs> I was. I was racing against bitches in threes and they wasn't they wasn't playing. They was running for the cops. Yeah. <laughs> that was recreational for them. They got real 40 times. Yeah, you didn't stand a chance, guys. You out there some submissions? Yeah. This motherfucker probably all cute, got yeah. some real traction. Yeah, I did have real traction. <laughs> <laughs> I did 
sections. I had to make sure I had the nice spikes too. And yeah, they got them like, threes. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, socks. Hey. With yeah, both, I was getting dusted a little bit. Yeah, bubbles on the back. Get to the fuck out of here. Yeah, I was getting dusted a little bit. Yeah, you wasn't supposed to that one. Yeah, but I, fa- I found my niche. I found my, with, um, with music. So I was yeah, like, you know, yeah. let me decide. Let me, I can still like, you know, I got little handles and I can shoot. And, Fair you know, enough. I can run from somebody who's trying to get me. But, you know, I just decided to chill out on the sports a little bit. But uh, I, I played when I was in middle school, and I, like I said, I probably would have took it more seriously in high school had I not been super involved in show choir, and it was like Glee Club. Yeah. It was serious. What middle school you go to? Craig. Oh, you went to Craig? Okay. Uh, it ain't Craig no more. What is it now? It's just office buildings. <coughs> oh, okay. We played Craig. Mike and Mike and uh, Greg went to Craig. Mm-hmm. What was it? What's your other school? Uh, Fall Creek. Fall Creek. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I went to high school with Greg Oden. I can specifically remember like walking through the hallways, and it was just like the students and Greg. <laughs> you know, I'm like that's a big motherfucker. Yeah, that he was, was just sticking too. out. Yeah, that yeah. that was crazy. But yeah, I went to a middle school, high school with Greg Oden. I thought that was pretty cool, but. Yeah. How was those days at LN with them there? Was they like rock stars? Or yeah, like, they were. Yeah. Yep. They really were. Did you, you was going to the game? Oh, uh, Greg, Greg and um, Don't Tell Me. Um, I'm going to tell you. Uh, I got a few minutes. Mike Conley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Mike. Yeah, I was, I, was about, I almost had a brain fart, but yeah, nah, Mike good. Conley. We yep. like them niggas though. Yeah, that was my nigga Brandon. Shout out to my nigga Brandon McPherson. That's my dog. Yeah. Man, I hated them. They ended my season every single year. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Don't ever write Pike and LN like we wouldn't. Like Pike ain't them. We been <laughs> them. What you mean? Nah, Pike. Yeah, Mike. Pike, we, Pike, we, Pike we, like them. we was them. Yeah, Yo, Mike. but I, Isaiah, what, what, um, Isaiah, Isaiah, my cousin, mm-hmm. that I knew that my was my cousin. I said, this is my cousin. I used to be telling people, yeah, my cousin plays in the NBA. So I was in LA one day and I was chilling with my homies from Boston. This is when Isaiah was playing for Boston. And I was like, you know, that's my cousin. I never met him, but I knew that was my cousin. Yeah. And they was like, that's not your cousin. I was like, I swear to God, that's my cousin. And so we were, we were just sitting around, we were drunk. And I was like, I'm about to DM him. So I DM'd him when I was drunk and I was like, Yo, what's up, Isaiah? I'm your cousin, and uh, I was like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to come to the game, cause they they were playing like L.A. or the Clippers. I can't. Um, Lakers or the Clippers? Y- yeah, Lakers or Clippers. And I was like, I can't remember. I think it was Lakers. Yeah. Anyway, he responded to me, cause he probably looking at me like, Yo, that's my cousin. My cousin, like, though, that's my cousin that sings that song, or that's my cousin that's this R&B singer or whatever. So yeah. uh, I didn't think he was going to respond to me, but he did, and he get, got me tickets, me and my friend, tickets to the game. Whoa. And so we pulled up at the game. I was like, I told you that's my cousin. And uh, after the game, we hung out, and I saw I met him and his wife and his kids, and we took photos, and I was like, damn, like, because that's when IZ, uh, IT, he was he was balling at um, in Boston. Nah, he was killing, yeah. Yeah, yeah he was balling, and uh, they he were like, the yeah, he was, he really. Yeah, we knocked the ass out, Yeah. Though. <laughs> oh, dude, sent them all home. <laughs> shout out to IT, man. Nah, IT was yeah, killing. Shout out to IT. I ain't saying he wasn't killing. He was killing, but we yeah. showed up, sent them home. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what's funny about that? I hate you lost to that team, Isaiah, man. <laughs> He definitely was getting 40. He was killing. He was yeah. killing. He was cold. 40 of y'all lost because he hit you up for tickets. <laughs> he ended up not getting red. 
Ah, right, my cousin hit me up. It's over with. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, ain't shit. You <laughs> said it's a wrap? I've been like, they got too many of them motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. I've been like, oh. Boy, they have twenty siblings. I didn't think I didn't think he was gonna respond to me, but but he did. And um, I would have seen that Teague and been like, hmm, <laughs> hmm, <laughs> 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 he ain't shit. You'll know when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee. You'll feel it because when it comes to your feet, eBay has your back. Maybe it's that head turning pair for hooping or a hot new collab. Whatever you're after. When you cop on eBay, you can trust that your kicks will be checked by experts, not just any expert, sneaker experts who live and breathe the culture. Real people with real hands-on authentication experience. That's when Blue Checkmark represents on our listing. eBay authenticity guarantee, meaning every inch, stitch, sole, logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. So when you finally step into those grill kicks, you'll realize the feeling is unlike any other. And with eBay authenticity guarantee, the feeling of real is always within reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Without a ball, it's just a court. Without your spirit, it's only a game. So together with the fans, we bring our best. For your next pregame, let's share a twist on the classic, the Hennessy Margarita. A squeeze of fresh lime juice. And a bit of agave syrup. Top it off with some ice and a salsa rim. Mix it, shake it, pour. And enjoy the spirit of the NBA. Hennessy. Without your spirit, it's only a game. 21 and over only. Please drink responsibly. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Who was your favorite basketball player growing up? Growing up, yeah, um, I liked Reggie Miller growing up. Oh, uh, we can. 
You guys, thank you. Yep. Tira's been a great guest. I liked I liked Reggie Miller. Um I liked Mark Jackson. I went to Mark Jackson basketball camp. <laughs> That's an ass. You really <laughs> That's yeah. why she said she got hair. Shout out to MJ. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, y'all, just, y'all, y'all throwing shit on Mark Jackson? Hey, and you're not going to call him MJ either. Y'all just, we're not going to do that either. MJ. Yeah. No, we're not going to do Mark Jackson. We're not going to do She <laughs> said she went to the Mark Jackson. Did the I did. You were really from Indianapolis. I, I did. I went nah. to the, I went nah, to the Mark Jackson Mark basketball camp, but I'll never forget because I had a tan and I was real black. And this white boy asked me, he's like, Are you from Africa? Make that a real. Racism at basketball camps is crazy. All the fucking that's Indiana for you. That's what you get. That's for going to that weekend. I never forgot. I never forgot that. I never forgot what that white boy said to me. That is crazy. Yeah, man. But dang, what's wrong with Reggie Miller though? Oh, it's over. That's dead. Really. Yeah, it's fine, team. That's your favorite player. That's your. I didn't say player. that was my favorite player. I'm just saying, like, that's when back in the day when I started playing basketball and I was like looking at Larry Bird and these old school niggas and I was hooping in chucks and and Ooh, messing my feet crazy. up. Wait a minute, you ain't that motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> Yo, I was watching um, what's the what's the movie Hoosiers? Oh, I've never. Man. seen And they that. was hooping in chucks. They tricked you, man. Yeah, I, yeah, I was watching like old school footage and they was hooping in chucks. I was like, I want to hoop in chucks. I had some red <laughs> chucks that I was hooping in. My feet was fucked up. Oh, they was laughing at you. They was the only niggas a hoop they to get somebody CTA. get Ronald McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> and she probably had them bitches tied up so tight. I did. <laughs> you know what? You was crying. Curled up. <laughs> you know what, y'all? They curled you know up. what? When I put my shoes on today, I left them. I left them like this because I usually, I usually be tying them up real tight. <laughs> I usually be, but I was like, I'm about to go, I'm about to go chill. I'm about to go through the layup. Yeah, but I was like, I'm about to go chill with, you know, some some hoop niggas, so let me leave my shit loose. But I was going to tie it up real tight, but I didn't. Oh, so. If I would have seen you with Chucks at Craig, bro, the court, I'd be crying. Yeah, I was hooping in Chucks. What color was they? Red. No, they was red. <laughs> I told you, you brought him McDonald's. Your coach yeah. out of pocket. Because he was supposed to make you change your shoes. <laughs> he nah, was, was red. No grip. Your coach was definitely a volunteer. <laughs> yeah. No. That was not no real hoop coach. It's cool. I was trying to I was trying to be like them. <laughs> nah, that's what's up, though. Nah, I've never a seen a movie. <laughs> you never seen Hoosiers? Nah, nah, that's a good movie. Dang, no, nah, that was a good no, movie. It's not, it's not better than Bone the Real. Bro, that's a nigga movie. Yeah, that's a you can't compare. Yeah, Hoosiers is like a Hoosiers is like an indie. You know, if you're from indie, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's a documentary. I played in the Hickory game. Yeah, I did. Did you have a Hickory jersey too? Yeah, yuck. They were awful. Trash jerseys. Some of the baddest, worst jerseys ever been part of. The racist jerseys. Jerseys terrible. Definitely racist. For sure. And they just try to let that go like it was just normal. definitely a slave that night. Oh, wow. Dang. Man, he out of pocket. <laughs> well, can't say that. I got a question for you. Like, when you think of, like, classic artists, like, who haven't you worked with that you would love to work with? I know you work with Mary J. She's my favorite. Really? Yeah. I worked with Mary J. Um, that was pretty cool because, I mean, she just was like, she seemed just like Mary J. Did she seem like people off power? She, she, yeah. <laughs> no, she was nice, though. Like, she wasn't like, oh, my God. But she was just like, yo, what's up? Like, you know, she had her J's on. She was she was cool. She seemed like how Mary J would act. Like, she was acting cool. She had Jordans on? Yeah, she I had some like J's on. I feel like Mary J. only wear boots, like tall boots. No, nah, she, she definitely had some J's on this day. I was looking at, I was examining her whole fit. I was examining everything that about Mary J. Because I was just like, damn, like, I'm in the studio with Mary J. Plash. That's crazy. How'd that but, come about? Um, 
my manager was like, yo, said to me and her, Gabby is her name. When I say her, um, my manager was like, yo, this was after we won the Oscar, I think. My manager was like, don't "Yo, just say that like that, though." Yeah, don't rock. Yeah, yeah, like, don't just yeah. Like, say say what you want to say it again. Oscar well, for I had to say that because it was literally right after the Oscars. But you said it like you yeah. just like, oh, you know, you won the Oscars. That ain't no yeah. more. That's how you do my EA ring. You really participated though. I didn't yeah, participate, like, so I do my ring like that. Can we know what the Oscars for first? Or tell the world the Oscar. The Oscar was um for um Judas and the Black Messiah. I don't know if you guys saw that movie, but we wrote the the end title movie. Movie, the end title song for that movie and um so that was a crazy ass experience okay. so yeah then after that people was just like yo right after that they was like yo can you come write can you come do this so my manager was like yo mary want y'all to come write a song with her so we went in the studio mary j showed up like i said she had her j's on i think they was black and gold I'm not sure. Some sixes, bro. I don't know. She looked... No, they were... Um, I'm not sure, actually. Dang, I wish Price I remember. She looked cute. I think they were ones. Yeah, I could tell Mary were ones. Yeah, I think they were ones. And I was like, dang, Mary. Mary got on some J's. And uh, anyway, so we wrote a song with Mary. And that shit was crazy because just like I grew up listening to Mary, my life. And then we writing a song with her. And she just talking to us like regular. So that was cool. Um... So yeah, we was just in the studio writing "Good Morning Gorgeous" with Mary J. Blige. That's a hard song. Too. That's fire. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about movie scores? Like doing is movies music different than like doing movie score stuff? Because I feel like it looks like it's way more fun to catch like a like a feeling of a whole motion picture, and you just get to write around that. It's like a doing a different way of a soundtrack. Basically, um, yeah, it is cool. Uh, we went. We were already working on her's album, and we were. Um, they were like, yo, can you write the song for Judas and the Black Messiah? So we watched the movie in the studio. And um, then after we watched the movie, because, you know, you saw Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm-hmm. And we were mad afterwards. We was like, these motherfuckers. You felt like that basketball camp, didn't you? Exactly. I did. I felt, I, it took me back to the basketball camp. It took me back to Mark Jackson basketball camp. And uh, for, for the dude that called me African, they said I was African. <laughs> and uh, that's crazy. <laughs> crazy to you. Nah, that shit was crazy. That's like one of the most racist things somebody said. <laughs> Only in fact, Indiana, bro. though. Only in Indiana. Indiana. Bro. Yeah, get that. for sure. The simple way that he said that was so impactful. It's like, nigga, you out of pocket. Yeah, and I knew I was looking extra dark around that time. So <laughs> the fact that you remember that for the rest of your life, I did. I, I will. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we watched the movie in the studio and um, we were just like, wow, I didn't even know about Fred Hampton and, the, you know, this whole Black Panther. I mean, I knew about the Black Panthers, but I didn't know, like, dang, they really be like, they really be killing niggas. Oh, yeah. And when I say they, I mean the people. They. Yeah. Facts. And so. Um, Shout out to Memphis. Yeah. So we, we, uh. We're listening to a bunch of music from the 70s, from that era, Curtis Mayfield, Marvin Gaye, mm. just listening to different percussive elements and just grooves. And then we just started writing this song, Fight For You. And um, we didn't think anything about it, just like we never did after we wrote a song. We weren't like, oh, this is going to win this. Like, we're going to win. We're going to get nominated for this. We just wrote the song and we just like, okay. And went on about 
the day or went on about, you know, and um, that's that joint got nominated. I actually found out it was nominated for an Oscar while I was at the Grammys. Oh, uh, you stunting now. That's she out of pocket. Yeah, she no, I'm just saying that's what, that's what happened. That's what happened, though. That's what happened. That's we were funny. on E! News, and I think they were, we had won a song for um, best um, song of the year at the Grammys. <sighs> And that night they said, oh, by the way, you guys are nominated for an Oscar. And we were nominated for so many things like the Golden Globe Awards, just like war awards I never heard of. Just, you know, because I'm not in the mm. acting world. So those awards, Golden yeah. Globes and Critics' Choice and, you know, Tell all the keep running them off. Go ahead. Those things. <laughs> keep going. Yeah. But um, it <laughs> was it. really crazy because as a writer, as a singer-songwriter, you don't really get to be... I mean, you're not really like linked up with actors and stuff that much. So like at the Oscars, when you see Harrison Ford and Halle Berry, it's like it's different than seeing Meg Thee Stallion and Drake and like. Yeah, we don't want to see her. You don't want to see Meg? Mm-mm. Why not? I'd rather see Halle. Yeah, I see Halle. Yeah. You rather see no Halle Berry? My friend, he he loves Megan Thee Stallion. He yeah. says she looked better than Beyonce. I think Meg is be- her body is. <laughs> <laughs> Different. It, it ain't better to be outside. Let's let's yes, stop. It is. No, it's not. He out of pocket. Well, I don't want to compare that. I think they both have great bodies. I'm I think they, I think they both have great bodies, but what I do. Answer? I like. Yeah, I mean, I like much. the way Meg looks. She's fire. She look good. She's fire. I gotta take that. And so does Beyonce. Beyonce looks amazing too. I just went and saw the Renaissance movie, and she was looking better than ever. <laughs> so did you? You went to the tour, obviously. Yes. And the movie. Yes. You're out of pocket. Opening night. You're out of pocket. Yes. Y'all well, are at it. Did you dress fine. up? I didn't dress up. I okay, went. Okay. I went in my in my night clothes, but I definitely went in a, with a suit. I I went. I went in for the Renaissance tour because Beyonce asked that of us. <laughs> <laughs> so you part of the Beehive. I mean, you know. Oh Lord. I'm not. I'm not about to be. Um, I'm definitely a Beyonce fan. That's for Me sure. Me too, though. I couldn't go to that tour though. I'm a Beyonce fan. I'm. I'm not like um, crazy about any celebrity. Like, like people may be, but Beyonce, you definitely got to recognize that she has a different kind of worth work ethic and different. she's a generational type artist. Sure. And so I respect her. I respect her work ethic. And um, yeah, she's she's really that bitch. You going yeah. to the Destiny Child tour? They got a tour? No way. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. I feel like they should. It's going to be Aaron Kelly because we waiting for the Who? It's going to be Beyonce and Kelly because ain't nobody else. Oh, I thought there. you said R. Kelly. I was I like, what? He's not going to yeah. be. Because we waiting on oh, the uh, tour. Ashanti and Nelly tour. Nelly tour? Yeah, we were going to that. With Ashanti and Nelly. Yeah. Are they really having a tour? We're speaking as her for Russia. Yeah, yeah, we want that. But Ja Rule has to come along. Ja Rule got to be on the tour with him. No, Ja Rule. Ja Rule really set the tone. Okay? For what? 50 to For the singing... <laughs> Uh, go ahead. I was why I wanted you to talk uh, about well, it. So um, he better than Drake? Well, no. Oh, I'm not saying that. Make sure, make sure he said that tone. I'm not saying that. I'm oh, not saying that. No <laughs> no, I'm not going. I'm not saying that because Drake, Drake, I really believe, um, and I don't know if like people think, because I know people think like, oh, if you like Drake, that's like, you know, typical rapper, but Drake really is that guy. Drake Cole. Can I ask you he, a real question though? What? All right. I said something a while back, and okay. people kind of gave me a lot of flat court. Oh, Jeff. They said that, I said that Michael Jackson really couldn't sing that good. I just said he was cool. 
What you think about Michael Jackson voice? You think it's like it's like that, or it's just like it's just okay. Here's what I want to hear. Here, here. <laughs> Look, she's feeling me. She's feeling me. Yeah, I'm telling you. Here's, a, here's what I want to say. Here's what I want to say, Jeff. I think Michael Jackson had a stylistic type of singing. Mm-hmm. It was a certain style to it mm-hmm. where people weren't used to hearing people sing like that and be able to do, you know, so many different inflections <laughs> with their voice, you know? So, um... I think he is unique as far as like a singer. No, I don't. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I want to do. Yeah. No, as far as like a singer, no, but it that. Can y'all make it a real? Yeah, I said ABC one two three. It was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think um, Mike. Mike has a he has a beautiful, um, mm. interesting voice. Um, as far as like, do I think it like fits with like a Tevin Campbell or a, um, you know a a. a um, yeah, I mean, a lot of R and B singers that we have out these days. No, I don't think it like compares to that type of voice. But I think he had a stylistic type of voice, maybe like a Rihanna. Hmm. Okay, so mm. was I out of pocket for saying like Drake? <laughs> Never mind. No, to say it, <laughs> I said Drake. Uh, him and Michael Jackson is like similar singing. I um, think they just both make good songs. Um, no, I don't think there's. I don't think they're similar. I think Drake has his pocket that he be in. Yeah. You know, Drake Drake know his pocket. And uh Is it out of pocket? <laughs> it's not I appreciate I appreciate his his pocket on um what was the album that had uh Sticky on it? Not it's like two albums ago. Um, Jeff loves Hotline Bling. It's a good song. It's a good song. It's a really good song. And you know what? Drake out of out of I think Drake has the most. <laughs> he monkey as hell. He's out with a hold that photo. <laughs> Y'all don't like Hotline Bling? Trash. That's really? That, that was his ringtone. My fault. I put that on DJ's ringtone. Yeah, that was his DJ ringtone. did yoga to no, Hotline Drake, Bling. No, insane. Drake really got them. Drake really know how to make them joints. Like, no, no, he, he make hits. He got the singy, singy joints. Like, Take Care. Oh, Love the album. Yo, Crazy Drake. Album. <sighs> Crazy Drake is really that guy. Yeah, he is. Drake so is even if he put out an album that I'm like, ah, I didn't really love that. It's cool. It wasn't for us. It's cool because he got so many albums. I think that's the only artist that has multiple albums that you just like every song on there. Like Drake mm. been putting out shit since 2008, 2009. There's a couple more artists with it. Yeah. Who? Like who you think? Hov. Don't do that. Hov got Five albums. Okay. Wayne, what um too. what do you Wayne. think the best hope who, who oh okay Wayne Carter three? Carter best three is amazing. The best uh, What's the best hope album? Black album. Black album's amazing. Okay, oh, I agree. I like American, American Gangster. Gangster. I, I I say black album. I love black album. I understand why black album, but why are we discounting blueprint though? I love blueprint. Ain't nobody discount Black Album just Black Album just right. That, that moment. I'm wrong with that. Yeah, it was the moment, the bro. It's the best. I was well, saying he said he was done. And me and him it, never agreed, but yeah, that, that Black moment album time is, is different. So what's you guys' favorite rap album? Wow. <laughs> I got a couple. I can't yeah, really yeah, talk to the what is it? first. It's eight ball MJG. <laughs> yeah, it might be some. <laughs> I think you trying to slide a joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we got TT on the show, so we, who, who, who's your favorite rap album? <laughs> My favorite rap album. Damn, till you put me on the spot. That's a beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Ooh. You know what? Okay. I respect it. I really respect that. Because I think Kanye is my favorite rapper. Yeah, he's mine too. 
I don't okay. I, say he's the I, I like my that. Favorite. Yeah. I didn't appreciate it until a little bit after the fact, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's also 808, Also, 808s and Heartbreaks, though. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even appreciate that until after the fact, too, when you realize, like, some stuff you just got to go back and listen to. Like, wow, this, this thing really snap. Yeah, and we're probably in the same age realm, and we were coming into our adult age when that album came out. Yep. We didn't know that because we was outside then, but once we got a little bit older, you started for real for a day, but oh, I see why that nigga was like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That was good. That was a good one. I bought you some time here. Where you at? Where you at? Uh, My favorite, I want to say the best, my favorite is Rick Ross' first album. True. Oh, true. It came out with White House and... uh. Fuck, what was Hustling? that song? Hustling and shit. Damn. Port of Miami. Port of Miami. Oh, yeah, Port of Miami is my favorite. I ain't gonna say I'm not trying to compare to nobody, but my favorite that I can play all the way through is Port of Miami for sure. I fuck with the album too. Yeah, that's my favorite, favorite album is Dipset More Than Music. Volume one or two? Two. My mm. nigga. Okay. Volume two. That's my favorite that's album. It ain't the best. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. So I love the album. Okay. What about you? Me. Um. I would have to say uh, Black Album or, I mean, there's a there's a few different Drake albums that I thought were really amazing. Where I can just picture times in my life where I was like, wow, that that shit was amazing. Forever Drake Album. I like, I like Nothing Was The Same. That shit was I, I thought Take Care was an amazing album. For sure. I thought um, So Far Gone. For sure. Was an amazing album. I thought... If you're reading this, is too late. It's an amazing album. Fire. There's so many, like, really, really dope Drake albums that really had me in my feelings. And I could, like, go back to particular memories in my life that I could relate to a Drake album. So, damn. I'm true. really surprised you ain't say DS2. Me too. I thought yeah, you were going to say but I'm, I'm more, I'm more of, like, future mystery. Mixtape. DS, DS2 is in my top five. That mug was hard. Yeah, DS2 is in my top five, but I, like, so mad I know about like, rap, Rapping, rapping. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm going to take Port of Miami. Like, yeah. Ross was talking that shit. Because I could we could have put Jeezy up there, too. Ooh, Ooh, Jeezy. Thug Motivation. Yeah. Yeah. Matter of fact, Thug Motivation. Jeezy. Thug Motivation. That's what I'm saying. I was, yeah, trying to, I was trying to stay on the rim with y'all. Because y'all be judging my shit. So I'm trying to. Nah, put, I'm, like, I'm, okay. I'm 100% in on Thug Motivation. <laughs> Yeah, so that's yeah. why, you know, shit, it, it's different. Because if it wasn't that kind of album, I was about to say Savage Life 2. <laughs> it's different tiers. Wow, Savage Life 2 is a hit. Yeah, it's I'll different probably. tiers of shit. Okay, so one more question. I know this ain't my, this ain't my show. No, yeah, one sure. one more question, though. Okay, so if there's a song, if a song came out today, right? Mm-hmm. And it had a J verse, J, Rick Ross, Wayne, 2 Chains, Drake, it's a long ass song. That motherfucker a gospel and song. Drake, Drake, and uh, and um, Kanye. Mm-hmm. Who got the best song? Who got the best verse, verse on the song? Out of Jay Wayne, it's probably gonna be Wayne. Drake. Wayne. I don't know. They just did a song with Ross Wayne and Jay, Damn. and Jay murdered them. He had a longer time. Yeah, but it was just it was. So you say Jay? Blast. That's a cheat code. I'm gonna go with Jay. If everybody in the studio at the same time and get the pen at the same time, you going with Wayne? I'm gonna go with Wayne, cause niggas write rap, and I don't want to deteriorate from the question. I'm just saying niggas write their verse depending on the order when they get it. So if I say Ross, I need you on this that's, Ross that's do it true. first. Yeah, I send it to JJ like, ah, bitch, you thought you had one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm about to fuck you up. I had some shit, but nah, we scrapping that. 
You know what? Because it's a competitive sport. I was going to say Wayne until you said Rick Ross was on the song, and I got to go Jay. Because anytime Jay and Rick Ross are together, that nigga loses mine. Yeah. Okay. Jay go crazy. Yeah, Jay and Rick Ross yeah. features are insane. That's They're a better great than question. Ones. That is a okay. great question, though. Who you rolling with, though? Yeah, I don't know why you said two chains. Who, who I think got the best verse? <laughs> I love two chains, but on yeah. that, yo, but that's two, what I'm saying. It's the tears. reason why the reason why I said two chains though is because two chains. I feel like he got yeah, like fire features. yeah, he do for sure. He do, and when he get on a when if he get on a song with with all these rappers, all these legends, I feel like he gonna he gonna come correct. He like you know he not gonna bullshit. So oh, he, gonna hold he definitely his gonna have some bars on there that make you be like woo. Like that's what I care about. Nah, like, pretty girls love trap music. Is in my oh, top it's top yeah. ten. Yeah, sure. two chains. Like I feel like two chains. Like he a little bit slept on because he is, but he just. That's what I'm saying. That's why when y'all was asking my favorite, I was trying to go off y'all rim, but he ain't up there when you say. And it's no disrespect to him. Okay, it's just different levels. Like I feel Jay it. And two chains don't. I feel it because yeah, Jay is the storyteller and the poet. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. you didn't put Cole in that. Ooh, Cole. Yeah. Mm. Okay. You could replace Cole with with two chains. Okay, so even with Cole, with Cole in there, in in place of two chains, y'all y'all gonna say Cole? I am. My answer changed. I ain't gonna lie, Cole might win. You look like Cole actually now (laughs) that I'm. Which one? Okay, Cole J Cole. (laughs) Did anybody ever tell you that? (laughs) Oh, Marcus Cole. All right. <laughs> Did anyone ever tell you that? Oh, Cole from the uh, fifth flow. Oh, it's bro, man. You know what I'm oh no, 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 my bad. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Wait, Cole was a dark skin one, yeah. Yeah, nah. go with the hat. That nigga had the hat. Big Shirley. Yeah. No, but he's making my lineage. Jay Cole, he 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 go crazy on that. Yeah, he would. Cole would go crazy, but I think Kendrick would go crazy. Yeah. No, not yeah, now. He would. If it was 2015, I would feel differently now. Look no. here, Mad City Kendrick I might think, win it. No, definitely. That that was a yeah. Right. He don't rap no he more. He might win. But but I think on a verse on a verse with all those guys, I think uh, I think Kanye gonna try to show out though too. He like would. I felt like Kanye would be my favorite verse, even if it wasn't like the best. I think Kanye gonna say like the most out of pocket shit, shit yeah, that sure. like whoa, like how you how you think to say that. That's what he do. I mean, shout out to Saha, but Saha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Saha kill all of them if he got on there. But that's like Saha. Well, that's the Kanye verse. Saha the Prince. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's gonna be Kanye's verse. You're right. Yeah. Well, what new music you got coming out, man? We heard you getting ready to get back into it. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I just put out a single. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called "Hit You Right Back." Yeah. Featuring Tone Stith. So, um, I'm excited about that joint. Um, I'm probably gonna put out. A couple actually remixes to that. Are you toxic? Oh, now you like the. Am remix. I toxic? Yeah. Um, to an extent. That's <laughs> a yes. He toxic too. Yeah, I'm not gonna be up here and be like, I'm not toxic. Like, I'm I'm I probably am. like a level. <laughs> I love levels. This is this. I don't know. It really just out of ten. To out of ten, okay. I'm definitely not a ten. Like I've met tens. Damn. You eight point five? Huh? Eight point five. No, I'm not an 8.5. I think, I think I'm like a adjustable six. Adjustable <laughs> six is crazy. So you right over five. I have self awareness. I have self awareness, but sometimes I choose the toxicity because so that makes you an eight. By it be it be more like fun a little bit. And also, so like dangerous ones. So you dangerous. Yeah, so you when it's really fun to you, it's dangerous. You like me. Do you spin the block? <laughs> Do I spin the block like on X's? Yes. 
Um, oh, she dangerous. <laughs> well, listen, listen. This is your interview. You went back. <laughs> this is your interview. I've never um, spun the block on an ex that I like didn't talk to for months at a time. I've spun, you know, I'd be having a little like shindig. I have like my like off and on situation, but you know, we still be like talking the whole way through. So that don't really count because, you know. So you, yeah, it counts. I don't spin the block. Like, I'm not about to go date somebody that I used to date, like, back in the day. No, I don't do that. There's too many people out here in the world for that. All right, so you, something that you might have, you know what I mean, you digged, you might hit her or him or whatever back. Like, what you doing? Nope. I You'll just never hear from me ever again. I Damn, think that's... See, she toxic. Yeah. dark. That is dark, but you know, that's what happens. Like, I don't like to be like, I don't like to be um, like disrespected or fucked with. And so I feel like that be my, that be my thing. Like, goodbye forever. You You know, you you ain't like a cool breakup. So you shut the door on motherfuckers. A cool breakup? (laughs) Like, you just, nah, you ain't never had like a cool break. Like, ah, it just didn't work out for us. I think it's so cool when people do that. It seems so mature. Like, oh yeah, we just went separate ways. See, she talks to yeah. you. Hell no, nigga. I think that's it nice. It seems so mature, it's funny. Yeah, it does. But like, no, I'd be that. like, fuck you, go to hell. Yes. <laughs> yep, toxic. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I fuck with it. But I also haven't had a, sh- a ton of relationships. I haven't really had that many relationships. Like, I've had, you know, dealt with people. Yeah. But as far as like real relationships, I've only had like... And really, I only count, like, college don't even count. So, really, I only have one real relationship oh, after okay. college. So, you prefer to be single? So adjustable scale. Do I, do I prefer to be single? And just and moving around? Not saying you got hella home. No, but... I like love. And okay. I like to be, like, with one person. I like love, you know? Yeah. But it's just, like, it's interesting, like, just dealing with somebody else. Because somebody else has a whole different experience. People behave based off of their pers- their perception is how they grew up, how they've experienced the world. True. And so I just think it's so interesting to like, then try to conjoin lives with somebody like that. Cause I don't know, it's just, it's a little bit weird, but. um. All right, I got a question. What? You got a type. Do I have a type? Mm-hmm. She Ray Sharma, baby, she like me. My type is. Um, <laughs> well, you ain't Ray Shrimmer at all. <laughs> <laughs> He's dangerous, bro. You gotta watch him, bro. No, I'm asking her. I'll get on your ass next, pause. But go ahead. Like, what's your, if you got a type or no? My type is. Um, you know what's interesting? Mm-hmm. I, I think, like what she does that. Yeah. I think as you Take get older, Cause it used to be like your type, you know, they had to be cute, nice body, blah blah blah. And then you get older and you'd be like, <sighs> "Are you a vibe?" Or I need you to have self awareness. I need you to have emotional intelligence. I need you to have money. Yeah. Like I like that type. And still be cute and have a awareness. Body. <laughs> yes, a, a, a self awareness. Obviously, I want to be attracted to you. Right. Um. Respectful, to an extent. So what if a motherfucker had all that, but they was a booger? A what? A booger. What is a booger? A motherfucker Ugly. who you're not attracted to physically. Ooh. And they tough. a vibe, though, T. They a vibe. You can't be a vibe and be ugly. Don't don't listen to <laughs> That's that. That's dangerous. See, he's toxic. Um, ah. Oh, 
she's because you know what because you know what in the long term like you feel like you do have to be attracted to someone factual and um that matters to me it matters to me to be attracted to someone but like i said it also matters like for you to have some emotional intelligence and self-awareness like you can't just be cute like it's that's not cutting it no more yeah we too old yeah you can't just be cute like you gotta have be cute with some money or cute with some emotional intelligence or preferably like the emotional intelligence and respect part and then if you're cute along with that i love that but um if you just a booger like ugly (laughs) oh yeah put that in your i just watched a tiktok the other day of this lady trying to convince people that it's okay if they ugly because they this this and this but i just i don't believe in that because i really need to be attracted to you because i like you know intimate Things and I just like you know. Yeah, so you can't get intimate with a motherfucking ugly motherfucker. I mean, you got a couple boogers on your on your on your jacket. Have you been intimate? Well, all I feel like all guys get intimate with people that uh, they not attracted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, whoa, no, that's Keep it going. That's that's facts. Like that's facts I'll about definitely guys. Definitely slammed a couple boogers. Yeah, exactly. Man, like guys can you guys can do that. <laughs> He out of pocket. Yeah. You done hit a couple. Man, I ain't got no boogers. I, I can, I can say that I've no. never, like, I don't think I've ever messed with somebody that I was not, like, sexually attracted to. No. That's fair. That's fair. I don't happening. know the lineage, so I can't, you know. But Buddy over there. Yeah. Never. He threw some shit off the backboard Never. through the legs. Never. <laughs> the first 360. Any woman I ever been intimate with, I was he, he thoroughly beautiful. attracted to him. Okay. <laughs> I ain't what about you? To you. <laughs> Wait, let me lose some. <laughs> no cat. Yeah, play to win the game. Yeah, niggas we kill me. Niggas don't hit all tears. No, nah, any niggas say he hitting up. I'm Come hitting on, up a bat. That you're a liar. We, do no, you do we don't know what team doing, but we like know I each other. You, all you gotta do is go to the first BM. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, wow. I'm joking. Don't do that. <laughs> no, nah, I'm very picky. No, nah, for sure. I'm very. What's picky. the most important thing that you look for into? When you're dealing with somebody, though, what's number one, like, on that? You remember when 21 Savage said, <clears throat> and that's crazy that I'm doing a 21 Savage quote. You yeah, remember? he's a British voice. Right, because he's British. I'm you remember savage. when he said he'd rather respect than love? Yeah. I realized that, like, I, I think just, like, what's attractive is someone who's, like, very... That someone who respects you. I'm not talking about like respectful because anybody can be respectful like when they want to be, but I'm talking about someone who actually respects you as a person. Um, I think that's attractive. And um, I also think that, uh, like I said, I think self-awareness is attractive. And I think when you're self-aware and you have uh, your own money, I like how you keep throwing that money out there. Cause you I'm act just, like me. Yeah. Tom, Sick of these broke motherfuckers. I'm, I'm just saying, yeah, like cause she made like, sure she mentioned that in every voice. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I mean you gotta have, you know, you gotta have something going on. Some motion. Sure. I got a question before we get out of here. Have you ever wrote any diss songs or any songs about somebody in the past that like end up being like a crazy song for you or like a really big song for you? Uh oh. Um, I'm trying to think. 
I think I always draw from my personal life when I write with people. So um, diss songs that got really big. No, I don't think so. I think I just write from my personal experiences. I think my songs usually come from like, I don't know, my songs be sounding kind of toxic a little bit. I realized. <laughs> I, I figured it out. Yeah. Hit you right back. You, I yeah, they, you about they be, seven and a half. Yeah, they be... I don't know. Seven and a no, half is, joking, that's I'm high. Joking. I would say six. Joking, I would joking, say joking. a six. Uh, um, a smooth six and a half. A, um, movable six. Okay. Well, that's for the camera. But sometimes it's a, sometimes I'm very a three, very much a three. And I'm, I'm not dealing with this toxic. You know how women be doing. They like, put her hands together. Women be like, I'm not dealing with this toxic <laughs> shit, but they be toxic. <laughs> while they saying that. They oh, waiting for, for their sure. moment. For yeah. sure. Yeah, be you know the you know the lacking accountability phase. I'd be guilty of that sometimes. Oh, don't get too. DJ started on the lack of accountability. <laughs> yeah, he says women. everyone yeah, has no not sense every. of accountability, I, 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 especially black women. Listen, he, I, he will say, I will say I will say any of those things. He said that. That's his camera. Listen, some people will call me a pick me show for this, but um, I do think that there's like a reasoning for that, like why why women sometimes may lack accountability because like the way society treats you as a woman versus a man, like, you know, something happens to you when you're a little girl, you fall and it's, oh, who pushed you? Who did that to you? Who, you know, like that kind of stuff is like training you to mm. kind of um, take a, like a victim mentality a little bit. And mm. I think when it's female energy and male energy, the female energy tends to, um, like, you know, when a female cries, it's like she automatically becomes the victim. I think. I'm not in I, I think, listen. Um, listen, guys, I'm not a pick Misha. I'm not a pick Misha, but I'm just honest. And I just feel like sometimes women, uh, they may lack, lack accountability because they have this softer, more vulnerable side up against a man. And so it's easier to not take accountability for whatever part you contributed to the problem. DJ, you just made his day. T, I know we like that. I'm not going to fist bump you. <laughs> you, have you have to. I told you how you feel. You because, 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 I, because I don't want to seem like I'm on the side. Like I, You're on the side of right. Listen, but I, but I no, I think men be full of shit too. I think men be oh, full Lord, of shit in sure. a way. And with the 520 but, podcast, men are full of shit. Yeah, no, I didn't say they're... I think men be full of... I think that's like the disconnect between men and women. I just feel like, you know, women can't always take the victim role in. Oh, you did this... You did this to me and like you're the like, you know, stronger, more dominant person. So therefore this, you know, sometimes yeah. And niggas be wildin' too. Yeah, exactly. I think yes, exactly. We acknowledge that we be on bullshit. Exactly. But sometimes I think it's harder for women to um, you know. Love that. I'm accountable though. Okay. I respect. I respect it. Toxic and accountable. Yeah. That's the next single. So, yeah, Toxic and Accountable. You got to write that song. Toxic but Accountable? Yeah, that's a hit right there. I actually like that concept. Oh, my writer's crazy. I'm going to be you featuring Summer Walker. Oh. Ooh, that's a vibe. And I want. T. Hey, you got hey, to get just, some credit. T. And Lil Meat showing his jeans off. Nah, so you got to What that being said. And on that note, we're going to get the fuck up out of here. TT, appreciate you sliding on this. Sure. Check no, out her music. Thank you so much. Now. Thanks for having me. Right back. Shout out to Club 520. Shout out to the volume. We'll be back next week. For sure. Hey.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.